0: Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hi, and welcome back. This is KT from KT's Money Matters coming today, talking about kids. God, we love kids, but I got to tell you, they can be super expensive. I don't know. I mean, I always thought that, you know, in the beginning it was diapers and formula and then it's clothes and more clothes and after school sports. And then finally it's college. But you know, the U.S. Department of Agriculture came out with a study based on 2015 saying that the average kid from cradle to college costs a family anywhere between 175000 and 375000 So now can you imagine that Three kids could cost a family a million dollars. That's a lot of money. So here's the thing. We're all still going to have our kids anyway. But what I wanted to do is have a, have a show and talk about what you should be thinking about and the changes that you might want to consider as you start to build your family. So I have asked Tammy Simons, who's CFP and works with me at New Day Solutions, to come and talk with us a little bit about, oh, let's say the joys and financial challenges of parenthood. Tammy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Katie. So you're a mom, and so you can speak both by personal experience, but also as a financial advisor. What are the kind of things when we say, you know, What's that first thing you should do when you're planning your family, or you find out you're pregnant, or you and your husband have decided it's time to start having children? What do you think about first?
1: In the very beginning, it's hard to imagine what kind of expenses you're going to have. Everybody gives you the you know the worst case scenarios and the best case scenarios, and everybody has different opinions and different advice when a couple is having a child. Of course, one of the first things that I always recommend doing is Creating a new budget. So your budget is going to be completely different than it was before you have this child. Things are going to change. Groceries, clothing, oh my God, clothing, they grow really fast. (laughs) Transportation, your healthcare expenses are going to change. Healthcare expenses are constantly on the rise. Obviously insurance issues are are going to come up. So your insurance costs are going to probably rise as well. And of course, housing costs, so electricity bills and heating bills, that's all going to most likely increase, not decrease.
0: And that's before you even think about, you know, whether or not you're going to be able to stay home and whether or not you're going to stay home for six weeks or six months or forever, which is a whole nother thing, right? I always think about that as, you know, there are little moves, right? So there's like, you know, do I need a car with a better safety record? Do I need a car where I can put the car seat in? Do I need a car seat? But then there's, you know, the big things. What if I, what if I'm going to be out of the workforce for a while and how do we handle those kinds of things? So once you sort of decide maybe ideally what you want, do you talk to people about ideally what they want? Like what do they want to see happen versus what can they afford? Yeah, that's actually the, probably the
1: biggest conversation we have with our clients is how they're going to care for that child in the very beginning. If both parents are working, is one of you going to give up work to stay with the child? Do you have grandparents that can help, aunts and uncles that can help, or are you looking into daycares? And believe me, there's, again, all kinds of advice on what you should do. But nobody has the right advice for you. So it's a matter of what you feel comfortable with, what kind of daycare, for instance, you feel comfortable with. Do you go back to work? And then working around your budget that way. It very seldom goes the other way around where you budget and then you decide how to care for your child. You know, best case scenarios, if you have assistance through family, of course, that always helps.
0: But not every family is that lucky. So... What else should they be thinking about? I mean, especially I think if one person is going to be taking a leave of absence from the workforce, then there's probably a lot of things that need to be moved around as we think about, you know, things like health insurance, you know, who's going to carry the health insurance and different types of insurance. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of insurance things people should be thinking about when they get ready to have their family? Sure.
1: Your insurance needs are going to change, of course. So there's two sides to that. There's what you're going to need as far as health insurance, as well as life insurance, really. Your life insurance needs are most likely going to increase as well. So there's what you need and then what your situation is going to drive. So like to your point, KT, if the person that's leaving the workforce has the health insurance under their group policy, obviously that needs to be addressed and that will change expenses if it has to either be an individual policy or if it needs to go on to the other spouse and have the other spouse pick it up. So health insurance is a biggie. Life insurance is a biggie. So again, what are your needs versus what your situation is going to require?
0: If we know it costs $300,000 to carry a child through their life, then Right away, we know the parents probably need more life insurance. That's right. And
1: many people think that if I'm going to be staying home with the child, I don't necessarily need as much coverage on me as my spouse does. But in reality, this isn't true. Because if something were to happen to you, and you're not able to care for that child, who is? And now all of a sudden, your spouse needs somebody else to care for that child during, by the way, the most difficult time of their life.
0: So they should be thinking about what needs to change in their finances, what can they afford to do, how are they going to set up like the day-to-day cash flow operations of the family. They need to look at insurance and say, to have enough life insurance, who's going to carry the health insurance, maybe disability insurance for the working person to make sure that, especially if you go down to one paycheck, that that paycheck is more secure maybe than it was before. But after you do all that, let's face it, there's a lot of exciting things that you do for your kids. And I think probably one of the hardest decisions for parents is to decide what they want to be able to do for their kids' education.
1: Interesting that you say exciting. Some clients don't think this way. (laughs) They think it's a nervous. Some clients don't think this way. They're actually pretty nervous around this area. And it can be a little nerve wracking as well as exciting. College expenses are consistently on the rise. Right now, for a public college in-state, you're looking at about $25,000 in today's dollars. Uh, for a private college, the cost is averaging around $50,000. Again, that's in today's dollars, not equating inflation. So that can run you around $100,000 for a four-year college for your child when they decide to go to school. That's for public school. Private school, you're looking at about closer to 200000 So. The other part is nobody really knows what little Joey is going to want to do when they go to college. So it's important to start saving as early as you can. Most families are able to save a little bit less on an annual basis if they start as early as birth, one years old. Families that don't start until the child is 10, 11 years old actually have to save quadruple that amount in order to come up with the same money value come time for college to start.
0: So, you know, Tammy, often people say to me, listen, I can't afford to save anything right now. And I say, well, could you save hundred dollars? And they say, well, how much is that going to mean? And I go, well, maybe you can't pay for college, but you'd want to be able to help them. You know, if they went like books and maybe some, you know, money to help subsidize their living while they're going. I mean, that might be in today's dollars that might grow to be 35 or $40,000. That might be a lot of money, hundred dollars a month. It doesn't have to be this huge number, but that you kind of get started, right?
1: Right. Let me give you some ideas. So if you started saving just $100 a month when your child is first born, you could end up with about $38,000 uh, when that child attends college. If you wait until they're four, you'll end up with 26000 Are you catching on now? If you wait until they're 10, you'll end up with about 12000 If you wait until they're 16 you'll end up with $2,500. So that's the difference between saving as soon as possible, as opposed to saving much later in life when most people actually think about college. Their kids are 10, 14, 16 years old, and it's almost, it's never too late, but it's definitely helps if you save early.
0: Right. It's that fear that says, I didn't do this. Oh my God, how am I going to fix it? That's right. And so this all circles back around to the time value of money. I mean, we talk about it all the times, but maybe you could explain it for people listening, like the impact of time in your investments.
1: you know when I give you these numbers, they're all based on you know an average rate of return of six percent. So when we work on the time value of money, really what that means is how much is your money going to equate to after one year of saving hundred dollars and earning six percent and then compound that onto the next year, earning another 6%, on top of another 6%, on top of another 6%. That's what the time value of money is, is the compounding between over each year, 6%, on top of 6%, on top of 6%.
0: So it's really the secret sauce.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So obviously, college might not be your only plan, right? So you might be thinking about your own retirement, but I think that everyone that is alive and working has to be thinking about their own retirement. This isn't necessarily just for parents, but it becomes like trickier, right? Because there are more goals, more confusion. Yeah, it's
1: a hard decision when you have to make a choice between saving for college or saving for retirement. And what I would say to that is- Obviously, you, you really should consult with a professional, meet with a certified financial planner. But if I had to give the littlest advice at all, it would be do a little at a time for both of those
0: goals. So you keep them both within striking distance, meaning you don't you don't ignore one to completely focus on the other one. That's right. Don't ignore retirement while you're so focused on
1: college. And same is true the other way around. Don't ignore college when you're fully focused on retirement because both of those will have negative effects on the other. That's
0: excellent advice. So, Tammy, if people wanted to reach out and talk to you a little bit more about how they plan for college and how they sort of plan for a family, how might they reach you? They can give our office a call at 800-834-2101.
1: Or they can always reach out to us via a website
0: at www.newdaysolutions.com. So to learn more about the secret sauce of compounding your assets or (laughs) figuring out how much to save for college versus, say, retirement, or whether or not you want to have enough money to be able to stay home and raise your children, you probably want to talk to a financial professional and you could reach out to somebody like Tammy who might be able to help you do that. Tammy, thanks so much for uh, joining us today to talk about this. For those of you who are listening, you can download our podcast off of iTunes. And if you find this information interesting and you want to share it with your friends, please feel free to share it along as our podcasts are free. And we will talk to you the next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.